Hey everybody, welcome to episode 87 of the Is That Normal podcast, and hey, it's good to be back. Man, it is good to have you back. Uh, in our <laughs> last episode, you weren't able to be with us, but we did like pull you from the, the interwebs out of the archives, right. and you got to join me as we recast uh, an older episode about yes. rites of passage, and we got to drink coffee in that episode, yeah. uh, which... We might sh- maybe should bring that back. We should bring that back. Yes, yes, we should. That would be good. So, but today, uh, we're going to talk about helping helping people... <laughs> Find help. So, Randall, are you a person who it's easy for you to ask for help? Ooh, uh, I would say for me it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are areas where I have no issue at all asking for help, especially if it's an area that I know I, I don't know about. Uh, where I tend to have more trouble is areas that I feel like I should be more knowledgeable about or should be an expert in um i have a harder time you know and that's probably a pride thing but i have a harder time asking for help in some of those areas that's that's really well said i'd say for me i definitely um have grown in this area but but as a whole i'm not really good at this i'm (laughs) i tend to like either think i can do more than i can Mm -hmm. or i my my biggest probably barrier though is is not when to bother other people yeah you know i i should be able to figure this out on my own do this on my own i don't need to bother someone else for things that should be my responsibility. And, and I've learned that that's not really a healthy way to look at things. And so I'm trying to grow at it, yeah. but not always the best. Uh, but what I have started to find out, though, is if I need help, I, I need to ask for it. I need to ask for it early before things get out of hand. That that That's the best yeah. case scenario. <laughs> you don't like try and try and try, and then suddenly you got three things on fire and yeah. then you call for help. The Mayday. Right. The, yeah. yeah. It would be better call. not to get to the Mayday call. Right? And I've had a few of those like, Hey, uh, my, I've got, I've got things like in, you know, when it comes to like home improvement things or things like that, you know, you, yes. you, you try to tackle something and then you, <laughs> you yes. think you keep running into issues and think you can fix it until you've got a way bigger problem than you started with. And then, yes. then you're, then when you have to make that call, it's, it's a little more difficult. <laughs> very, very true. So, you know, uh, so, but one area where it is particularly important to ask for help and ask early is, is that of mental health. And, yeah. and I know that's a topic that, um, a lot of us maybe deal with or know uh, loved ones that deal with, but we don't like to talk about it. it it's it's sort of a uh, almost taboo subject because again, we feel like we don't want to admit that maybe we need help in our with our emotions or our, our mental um, practices. But but often, really, probably all of us need help with that in one way mm-hmm. or another. And so today, we're going to just talk to parents about some ways to help their children ask for that help that they need. Well, we are really glad that you've joined us. And if you're new to the podcast, um, we encourage you just to check out the website, uh, isthatnormal.org, and and maybe learn a little bit more about us. Um, you can check out some other episodes. You know, episode one, that's a good place to start. Uh, it's it's kind of an introduction about... Why we do what we do. Exactly. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then another one, episode 83 mm-hmm. um, of... Uh, some great information about what parents need yeah and so so those are those are some good places to start so so mark as we jump into today's topic um what why do you think parents need to know how to find help for their children yeah you know mental health is a really complex issue you know it's it's not really simple and it's not um, maybe as easy to know or diagnose as as we would think and 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 people have different opinions about 
what mental health means, but yeah. but mental health just simply means how healthy am I mentally? Mm-hmm. So we all have have some status of our mental health, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad or in between or, you know, uh, yeah. uh, whether it's off the rails, you know, I mean, so, yeah. so, 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 but it's really complex. And, and we know that when we face difficult, disruptive or unstable situations, that is going to impact our mental mm-hmm. health. It's going to, it's going to force us to have to think about things, react to things. And if we're not being really intentional about them, we're going to react maybe and think maybe in ways that are unhealthy. And if you let those habits of unhealthy responses go over time, mm-hmm. we can get to a place where our reactions don't match our circumstances. And that's where we get into a, a mental health crisis. And so, you know, so as we think about that, you know, have you experienced, Randall, any uh, difficult, disruptive or unstable situations, you know, say last couple years? Yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that I've been on both ends ends of that that spectrum um and and so you know we're i was just having a conversation with some some good friends the other night and talking even a little bit about um some of my my past and history and things like that and um just as as i've gotten older even recognizing how some of those things have like affected me in ways i didn't realize and how i respond to things and how i handle certain situations or don't handle certain situations and so um you know there's so many different different factors that that play into mental health and well and it's really interesting um i know for me several things in that one you know just the last two years of of pandemics and social crises and political climate and all of these things that are going on has forced me as a, particularly as a leader, to have to make a lot of new and different and difficult decisions over and over again, mm-hmm. and, and and that's really created what some people are calling like decision fatigue. Yeah, and, and I've had to really watch my own emotions and mental health over that because when you get to that place where you're fatigued, you start responding in unhealthy ways. And yeah. I know for me, as someone who's intentional and mindful of these things, and I have struggles that that so many other people who aren't paying attention to those things. I mean, it, it, it's really can get really blown up. Um, but you know, the, the other side of that is, is that our brains are strange. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the way that makes connections is really interesting. And, and we found particularly with grief, um, dealing with loss, uh, that when, when I have a loss of some sort, you think you're dealing with this, but all these other things that yeah. are in the background that you've never dealt with or you haven't thought about in 25 years, they, they come out and pop up and Absolutely. you don't know why. And, and so you think you're responding to this when really you're dealing with this and, and it becomes really tricky. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I like what you share there is that, you know, when, when we have situations that press us and stress us, suddenly things that maybe are from my past, um, maybe things I haven't thought about or worked mm-hmm. all the way through, those start impacting today's decisions and that's where if if we don't ask for help and we don't ask for it early that's where those things become you know dumpster fires yeah absolutely (laughs) and and, you know i think you know you talk about the last couple of years one of the things that i think i see um even in people who i would consider to be emotionally and mentally healthy individuals um one of the things that you know happens in our life typically uh, until the last couple of years is, you know, circumstances ebb and flow. There, mm-hmm. There's, there's good and there's bad. And, and there's, there's always that kind of hope for, for the, 
things are going to get better. And I think there's been the last two years, there's been so much uncertainty and so much messaging of, you know, of, well, we don't know if there's an end end in sight. And Mm -hmm. so just that, I think there's a lack of, lack of hope of even just our circumstances here that things are going to improve and get better. And so even people who, like I said, would, I would consider emotionally and mentally healthy, um, begin to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, so when we start thinking about our children, um, if, if you study uh, Western youth and children culture, like researchers have been watching patterns of children for decades and decades and decades, and particularly over the last probably two to three decades, they've seen an, an, an upswing in mental health occurrences uh, like, uh, like abnormal, you know, mm-hmm. depression and anxiety and those things yeah. in young people. But if you go back to five years ago, there's this sharp upturn that starts yeah. happening that that's just been magnified by the last couple of years. And, um, and so, you know, before, you know, you know, like you say that we start just saying, well, everything is hopeless and there's no respite. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want us to realize that, that that's not necessarily all bad because it gives us an opportunity when mm-hmm. we see that there's a problem like that and that there's a struggle like that, it's an opportunity for us to help our young people make better and different choices. And, yeah. and really, a lot of times, the best change in our life comes in those moments of difficulty and disruption mm-hmm. and crisis. Yeah. That can be a greenhouse for them uh, learning and growing about what's healthy and how to respond to situations in life and what, what really does last and where hope mm-hmm. really comes from. But we've got to help them uh, toward those healthy responses. That's not going to happen naturally. Yeah. That's something that we have to do as parents and uh, concerned adults. Yeah. And one of the great things that, that I, I will say over the last, um, especially the last couple of years, maybe as a result of kind of where we, what we've come through, but, um, I definitely see society as a whole, but especially the church mm-hmm. probably maybe taking a little bit more, um, recognizing that, that as an issue and bringing it to the, to light a little bit more than, than maybe we have as, as a whole in the past, um, and recognizing that, you know, like you said, men, mental health, there, there's a stigma or has been a stigma yeah. attached to it, but just recognizing that, that it, it's part of our overall physical health as well. And there's, there's so many factors that play into that. And so I feel like for the, the, the church and has really taken a step forward in, in recognizing that and understanding that it's something that, that we need to address. That's really good because, you know, I think there's some cliche responses out there that we just have to be really aware of and make sure yeah. that we avoid, you know, the, the suck it up and do better response mm-hmm. or the, if you had more faith response, I mean, right. those are not healthy. That's not, that's not what we're dealing with. There, there's something bigger and more complex that we need to, to unfold. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what are some of the first things that, that we need to do? You know, I think with uh, particularly as parents or adults that are around young people on a consistent basis, you need to be observant and learn how to ask good questions. You mm. know, so as you watch kids and you start maybe noticing uh, some concern or some behaviors that you're just, you know, wonder what's going on. Uh, you know, we just need to be aware of that, have that yeah. on our radar. We don't need to like hit the panic button, but right. we need to start figuring out. So how can I probe a little bit and figure out what's going on? You know, so some, so I just got a list of some really good questions and yeah. we'll put these in our notes too. But, you know, so, you know, just ask the kid, hey, what's, what's one of the biggest things that are challenging you right now? Like, like what, what are, what's something going on mm-hmm. in your life that's, you know, 
maybe hard or an obstacle or, or maybe even it's not always bad things. Sometimes it's like, you know, is there a big goal you're trying to achieve right now? Or yeah. is there, um, you know, something you're hoping to happen in your life and you're waiting for it to happen? You know, just kind of start probing that. And, and I, I try when I ask questions, I, and, and sometimes even people hear the question wrong because you have to restate it. But I don't want to ask them what the best or the worst or the biggest, but hey, what's one thing that you're dealing with mm -hmm. right now? Because sometimes when we make things... That's high stakes when you say right. the biggest or the worst, and uh, uh, we just want we just want to hear a little bit, and so yeah. and maybe they might share with you something that's not even really the issue first, but at least you got them talking, yeah. like, like, and you, you begin unpacking those things, uh, and when they do share something with you, you know, say, hey, so so how do you feel about that, or you know, what what are, what are you experiencing emotionally yeah. in regard to that situation? You know, are you are you happy? Are you joyful? Are you expectant? Are you anxious? Are you nervous? I mean, you know, kind of maybe even help them with words if they don't have them uh, to identify. And have your feelings changed about that over time? Like, like do you feel yeah. differently now than you used to feel about that? Mm -hmm. and, and help them to see maybe where they're where they're heading. Like, like yeah. I, I can see where I was here. Now I'm here. Uh, that's that's really good questions. And and then um, I think we need to turn this to the bigger picture for them and ask them. So where do you think God's at? Yeah. Where, where, where do you think he is at in the midst of all of this? And how do you think that he, what does he think or feel about what you're experiencing? Is he aloof? Is he distant? Is yeah. he, is he hurting along with you? Like, like, what do you think God is? Because we want to lead them to understand that God's present with them through whatever they're facing. Yeah. But, but you can't just tell them that. Right. <laughs> they, yeah. They've got to discover that Absolutely. a little bit. And then, and then some really great questions. I, I, I like these last three questions here. So, so what kind of help do you want with this? And if they tell you, I don't want any help, then maybe you back off yeah. and then just keep being observant. Uh, or maybe they have something like really key that you wouldn't expect for them to say. And mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, great. Well, let's get on that. Yeah. You know, and uh, another one is who else would you want to talk about with this? And this is really important, I think, for parents yeah. to realize that you don't have to answer this all on your own, mm -hmm. that you're not alone in this. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. But but ask them who's somebody that's safe that they'd talk more about that with. And don't feel offended or, yeah. you know, by, by that. Man, it takes all of us to do Absolutely. this. And we're in this together. And then what is one step you can take right now in this situation or with your reaction? And I think that's good because I think for all of us, particularly for young people, sometimes things become so huge. They, they don't know what to do with it. But we've got to help them realize, like, you just got to take one step. Mm -hmm. And so what's the next best step for you to take? And we don't have to worry about all the next steps. So yeah. let's just take one step and then let's take a breath and reevaluate. And so sometimes helping them break that down. Yeah, absolutely. Really good questions. And, you know, we've we've talked about we've talked about on here on this podcast uh, many times that, you know, children are still developing um, and yes. growing. So, you know, we know and like I, we've we've had some laughs at. But but in that realm, the, the things that maybe could be potential triggers are also things that sometimes are just part of adolescence and part yeah. of learning and growing and understanding and, you know, kids say and do weird things sometimes. Yeah. And so, yes. so how do we begin to, to differentiate and know when maybe we need that additional help and maybe there is something going on beyond just, you know, typical adolescence? Right. And I push us back to that be observant uh, step and, you know, just keep watching and keep cataloging things. And, uh, you know, you make a good point. If we see our children responding in an abnormal way to normal life situations, that that's a, that's a, hmm, that's an alert. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're ready for like 
like step 10 of like right. taking action about this. That's just an alert, you know? And so some other um, symptoms to maybe watching for is, you know, have they had major changes in behavior or mood recently? Mm-hmm. Not just one day, that's a bad day, but, yeah. you know, kind of seeing a pattern of some change. Um, do they exhibit signs of hopelessness or numbness or extreme lethargy? Like, are they just like, they seem to have no energy, no drive, no direction, especially if that's a difference from what you've experienced yeah. before. Um, are they experiencing unfounded fears? Are mm-hmm. they, uh, whether by their actions or things they're telling you, like really, uh, really anxious about certain situations that they hadn't been in the past, like, yeah. or, or that doesn't seem to be a reasonable fear. Like, why would mm-hmm. you be afraid of that kind of a question? Um, and, and are they just having trouble doing normally daily behaviors? Like, yeah. are they are they having trouble getting up? Are they having trouble eating? Are they having trouble sleeping? Are they having trouble finishing their homework or focusing? Mm-hmm. Or you know, you know, so as you start start noticing th- these things and you start seeing that there's several of these, boy, yeah, it's it's time to kind of push in and have some deeper conversations yeah. and try to dig into the bottom of of, of what's mm-hmm. happening and yeah. and especially if they're feeling those things, they probably don't know why they're feeling that way. So so. You're going to have to, you know, why are you so down or why are you so moody? I mean, then they're just going to be resistant, you know, <laughs> right. just like say, you know, so, hey, but what's what's one of the most difficult things you're going to have to do this week? You know, just kind of kind of try to lead mm-hmm. into that a little bit. Um, another thing when you start noticing that is maybe suggest a break for them from some things that maybe are part of that negative loop, yeah. um, whether it's, uh, hey, let's take a break from watching uh, the news or, hey, maybe you need to take a break from that you know, intense show your binging on Netflix yeah. for a little while, or maybe we need to dial back some social media time, <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe there's even certain groups of people or friends mm-hmm. that, Hey, you know, if, if they're kind of having this impact on you, let's, let's, let's just take a breath and let's, yeah. let's take a weekend and stay home and let's reset a little bit. So those are some things that maybe we can help them with. Yeah. yeah. So, so as we kind of take those steps and we try to probe a little deeper and get a little bit more information and, what happens, what do we do then if, if that persists and we, we've kind of tried some of those things and we really see that there maybe is a deeper problem going on there? Yeah, I think I think we've noticed several of those behaviors and we've tried to address it and maybe even tried to help them with that next one step and, and it's just still difficult. You know, if, if a couple, three weeks go by and, and we're just still on this slope downward uh, in some of those behaviors or reactions, I think it's probably time to invite somebody else into the discussion yeah uh, find somebody else who can maybe give some perspective or help with that um so yeah. so who would be who, who's a good where do we start with that yeah. who do we reach out to? yeah so so first of all before i maybe answer that and some of these are, are going to come from this uh, i just want to mention uh dr eddie moody um who uh, who we've had at our church he's mm-hmm. he's the uh, director of our uh, national free will baptist association uh, but he is also a clinical psychologist and he uh, wrote this fantastic book called first aid for emotional hurts um that that really for parents or adults who work with young people would be a really good book to mm-hmm. read and have as a reference um because he talks first of all about how we can be good first responders and what that looks like and what that means uh, but then he really gives you a lot of ideas on on what to identify, what kind of help is available, why that helps important, and 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 he really that book helped me get a clearer, more reasonable view of like how um, medical practices and faith and me as a parent can all kind of work mm, together. Yeah. Like that, the, it doesn't have to. Be, they're they're all part of can all be together a part of a solution. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe a first place. 
uh, to go is just to talk to a pastor or one of the leaders uh, at your church who work with young people. Um, you know, we, we would love to be a part of a conversation yeah. and a great first place. We won't have all the answers, but we could help you connect with maybe what's going the next step that you need. Yeah. And so that's a good place to start. Finding a good Christian counselor uh, is is a good thing. And again, we yeah. want to we want to get help when we get it early. So we don't we don't want to wait until we're we're we've had some sort of a crisis to get there. Right. I mean, if we start seeing things that our kids are dealing with and they don't quite have the tools to deal with it, there's nothing wrong with having a counselor. And it doesn't have to be a forever thing. But let's find someone to help us talk through some healthy ways to respond to these things. Mm-hmm. And um, and just as mm-hmm. we we want to get past the stigma of of mental health being, mm-hmm. you know, something that we don't talk about that should, you know, we don't deal with. Same thing even for parents. Uh, yeah. m- issues with mental health or, or things like the things we're talking about are not tied to, you know, your your performance as a parent or your, you know. Yeah. Um, and so so there can be a stigma to that of saying, saying well, this, this means I'm a failure as a parent. And not like I said, we've talked all. about all of these different you know, things that play into this. In the last two or three years, I've read so many books by really well-known, really successful um, pastors who I respect <laughs> and who who I've uh, who have been influenced my life, who've all talked about how vital and critical it was for them at stages in their life to go and seek professional counseling. Yeah, that 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 they needed help to sort through issues and respond better. You know, th- this is not something. Um, yeah, it's not something to keep behind closed doors or to be feel bad about. If if we have a medical problem, we want to seek we want to seek the help that's going to get us better. Yeah. And if I have a emotional mental health problem, I need to seek help that's going to get me better. And 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 spiritual things are a part of that. Yeah. But there's also some other tools that that maybe we need to consider. And, and so you know, so medical doctors are a good place to go if you're seeing things happen with kids. A lot of times, some of these reactions, I mean, some of it is hormones because they're an adolescent, you know, right. um, and, and this is normal and, you know, but you need someone else to kind of help, you know, that and them know that these are normal yeah. things that they're not uh, experiencing something out of the ordinary. And sometimes we do, we've got imbalances in our body that a medical doctor can identify and help us to get back in balance. And so yeah. that's why, you know, medication, uh, while it's not the, the solution and it's not, we don't want to just cover up symptoms, sometimes it can help us get back in balance so we can get healthy. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's with all sorts of things with us physically. And then also a medical doctor is going to be a good first place if we would need to go on to something more like a psychiatrist or psychologist. They're going to be the pathway yeah. to get there if we've got some really extreme issues that need dealt with. So, And we have got a great list of some some contacts on counselors and some of these kind of mm-hmm. things uh, for our area. So if you are a parent or an adult in, in our area that would like some help finding that, just just reach out to us and we'd love to help connect you with that. So, yeah. yeah. So so what about fostering like health habits and, and responses, you know, maybe ahead of, ahead of some of those more escalated yeah. situations? What are some things that we can do to maybe try to prevent some of those things before they get to that, that critical critical point. Yeah. So the great news is, is that we have great tools available to us uh, as, as humans and as, as parents and as adults uh, in, in young people's lives. And, and so these are some things that you need to start doing yourself and then doing along with and showing your kids how to do. And, and number one is pray. Yeah. You know, you know, God is a God who's near us. God is a God who knows our heart. He knows our, our emotions. He knows our physiology. And uh, we just need to invite him into what's going on in our life and uh, cry out to him, 
ask him for help and then teach our kids how to do the same thing yeah. and uh and you know sometimes uh it, there's this like chicken and egg thing with this but hey you might not feel like it but just try telling god what's, what you're feeling try yeah. asking god to help you it, it can't hurt you you know kind of right. leading your kids into that and then you know reading and meditating on god's word uh one of the things that we don't want to do is use god's word either as a club or as a um, as a let, let's find the solution answer book that, that's not really what it's for what's for is us to get to know God and that takes time mm-hmm. so to help our kids create a consistent reading and more than reading just like let's let these words help us figure out who God is and who we are and so we need to take time and absorb that and so yeah. and that and when we get a, a clear picture of who God is and who we are in view of who God is that's going to help us not worry about some of the things that cause us to worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a good habit. Um, and then engaging with the church, which we're going to have an upcoming episode uh, here in a month or so, talking about what engagement looks like for for people and our parents particularly. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but but the church is a wealth of resource. And again, when you ask that question, who else is somebody you might want to talk to about this? It'd be really good if it was somebody they're connected to because of church, whether yeah. it's just another concerned adult or a, a youth leader or somebody like that. So you need to be engaged so they have other adults in their life to help. And and then just helping them foster healthy relationships uh, with you, with those in your house, and with those outside the house, just working on relationships. I mean, that is... Uh, that is that's gonna be the foundation of us feeling and, some of that help. And we've talked yeah. about this in previous mm-hmm. episodes, where, you know, the the more you can kind of establish that open line of communication with mm-hmm. with your child early, then one, I think it's gonna be that much easier to recognize when there is tr- truly something deeper going on, and and differentiate between this is just you know part of part of growing and yeah. and those things, and when there's really something else going on, and and also. It makes it a lot easier to be able to to ask those questions and get have that open line when you aren't just starting that when you think there's something going on. Absolutely, yeah, so, very good. Yeah, so uh, as we wrap up today, um, our two takeaways: the first is just spend some time observing and listening, and and like we just said, that's that's a great way. Uh, even and maybe especially if if there's not if you don't feel like there's a problem right now. It, it's never too early to start doing that and establishing that, that so that that it, question of hey what's something challenging in your life right now that 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 should just be a question we ask all the time yeah. like that 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 shouldn't be because you notice something's wrong that should just be like we want to know what's going on and how we can help you and how we can come alongside you yeah so, and, great and question start some of those healthy habits that we mm-hmm. talked about and the second is is don't be afraid to reach out for help um, and and do it early don't wait for you know to to use the home home renovation analogy don't wait till you know pipes are spraying in the air and you've got major issues before you start right. looking for for right. some help yeah. um do do that early be abnormal yeah,